This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. I guess we're calling for all you IPL fans in this opening half an hour because it's done and dusted, Rob. Yeah, done and dusted. Mumbai Indians have been saluted yet again as not just the champions for the this season of the IPL. The, I think they've won three out of the last four yeah. iterations of the tournament. They've been called by some esteemed and learned observers the greatest T20 side of all time. And when you dominate in a in an environment where everything is set up for equality, mm. where you've got an auction, where you've got franchises, the whole design of the T20 is that every single team that enters the competition has a, a fair enough chance of winning it. And you look at the lineups, and there's a there's a sprinkling of world class talent across the, the the teams, and you know you've got. Uh, exceptional individuals at every single one of those teams in the IPL. The fact that Mumbai have managed to figure out a formula, mm-hmm. it's, quite an, it's quite an incredible achievement because when you look at other sports, like, for example, if you looked at rugby and, and you, you saluted all-black dominance and you marvelled at that, well, great. They have done brilliantly and, and they, they dominated for such a long period of time. But they also had the strongest pool of players for the longest period of time. Whereas the, the rivals to the IPL teams have had every opportunity to make good trades in the auctions, to shuffle the deck, to try and close the gap, to somehow in the, the maelstrom of 2020 cricket to be able to, 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 to beat Mumbai Indians. But no one seems to have been yeah. able to figure out how to do it because they've now won it five times. They've moved two ahead of uh, Chennai Super Kings. And Michael Vaughan said that uh, the Mumbai Indians would win the T20 World Cup. Sachin Tendulkar praised them. Of course he um, did. Ben Jones uh, has said Mumbai Indians, he, he is a, a cricket journalist, Ben Jones, have broken the IPL in the best possible way. Everything's geared up for competitive balance, salary caps, releasing players, etc. But they've mastered the process and they are the best T20 side in the world. Yeah, and I think the other thing that isn't lost on me as well, and we got an hour in his company, it's Mahila Jayawardena. Mm. He was masterminding it all. He's done a great job. We we loved spending an hour with him down at the Abu Dhabi HSBC Golf. That was oh maybe three years ago now, Rob. That's First right, three year, years ago. Three, three years, years ago, ago. And in fact, it was back when he, he, he was coming off the back of winning it the first time, 2017. So yeah, three years ago, he had won it then. Uh, they lost in 2018. They've won it back to back, 2019 and 2020. And he was just a really nice guy. Yeah. Absolutely delighted for him more than anyone else. And well, it wasn't really a contest last night. You, I know, were calling the action as Delhi Capitals were trying to set a total. And it was a total that... I guess Mumbai Indians. Well, they they, they made such a, a really good start. Obviously, Delhi Capitals. I think it was one five six they set. So the total was one five seven to chase it down. And uh, I mean, Rohit Sharma, who's not had the best tournament in the world, certainly came to the party when it mattered most. And he was ably assisted by Quinton de Kock. And they they actually got forty five runs from the first four overs. So they were they were massively on pace to, um, to, to to chase it down. And I think they did it with eight balls to spare in the end. Rohit Sharma went on to score sixty eight and it it wasn't it was disappointing from the Delhi Capitals. I think having lost already, that was the fourth time they'd <laughs> lost the Mumbai Indians in, uh, in, in this series so far and they just obviously the, the, Mumbai just had a psychological hold over them and they didn't their big men didn't turn up when they needed them the most you've also got to doff your cap to Trent Bolt he removed um, uh, our man yeah, Marcus, Marcus Stoinis for, for naught um, and it was just a, a, an amazing performance by the Mumbai Indians Ishan Kishan had a great tournament as well yeah, he did he was superb. Uh, Surya Kumar Yadav 
Those two made the team of the tournament alongside Shikhar Darwan, who was the top run scorer. Kael Rahul of Kings Eleven Punjab was the top run scorer, I beg your pardon. Shikhar Darwan was second, I think, on the list with 618. So those were the two openers alongside David Warner, who featured prominently. Yeah. David Warner's always there or thereabouts. But Mumbai Indians, they had Jasprit Bumrah as well, who took 27 wickets across the, the series, which was incredible. Kagisa Rabada, also brilliant. He was the top wicket taker, 30 wickets for the Delhi Capitals. So just a few of the, t- the, of the players of the tournament. Mumbai Indians in the official team of the tournament, I think they supplied four of the 11 players. And um, care to guess uh, the fastest 50 Oh, that was hit. Kale Raoul, I'm sure. And I think we were in this very studio where uh, we're not watching him. It was not Kale Raoul. It was Nicholas Puran. Right. And he did it from guess how many balls? <sighs> I would say he got his 50 in 17 balls. Is that a guess? It was, yeah. It was 17 balls. Boom. Oh, so, my God, that's scary. It's not the first time you've done that either. All right, then. Fastest 100 was Mayank Agarwal. It was against the Rajasthan Royals, and it was on September the 27th in Sharjah. Care to guess how many balls? 39 balls. 45 oh. balls for the fastest 100. Uh, Shikhar Darwin scored 200s. He also scored the most number of 50s as well. Oh, sorry, KL Raul scored the most number of 50s uh, with five, and uh, he also won the orange cap with 670 runs. Ishan Kishan hit the most number of sixes. Oh, care to hazard a guess? I will say 34. 30. I'm close. <laughs> so Rabada got the purple cap with those 30 wickets. And um, how many uh, was, was the maximum number of runs scored in an over by one player? Okay, let's think about this. Six balls, you can score 36. I will say that 30 was done and then they got two. 32. It was 30, oh. and it was by Raul Tawatia against he the was Kings a 11 Punjab. Yeah, Rajasthan Royals. Yeah. yeah. He was a player, and we'll talk with our next guest about him and many other Rajasthan Royals players. Love to hear from you, cricket fans, IPL lovers. What was your key takeaway? It is amazing. David Warner, as good as he was in this tournament, you're absolutely right. Kale Rahul and... Shikhar Dawan would probably be your opening two batsmen. Yeah, well, we, they, I did t- take a look at the team in the tournament. I'll just run through it really quickly. Keral, Shikhar Dawan, uh, Suryanka Yadav, Ishan Kishan, A.B. De Villiers of Royal Challengers Bangalore in the middle order had a great t- tournament. Hardik Pandya, Raul Tawatia, Rashid Khan, Jofra Archer, Kagisa Rabada and Jasprit Bumrah. Not a bad team, that. That is a good Peace attack is what that is. Off script, extra time. Because sport is never scripted. An awful lot of you uh, sending in your praise of Mahalat Jaya Warden and his Mumbai Indian site. Now, I did mention that the IPL circus has rolled out of town. There is some suggestion yeah. it may well be back into town come April. Got a bit of information on that. But one franchise in particular, well, they're not going anywhere of sorts because, uh, well, they are putting down roots. They are investing in the future of cricket right here in the UAE. And one man who will be heading that up, one of a number of individuals, it is Will Kitchen, Managing Director of Red Bear Sports, a man responsible, uh, one of, for setting up the Rajasthan Royals Academy right here in Dubai. And he joins us now live on the line. Good evening to you, Will. Good evening, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule, Will. I know you're a busy boy to have a wee Pleasure. matter with us tonight. But yeah, Rajasthan Royals are here to say this is exciting because I believe, Will, only the second venture outside of India for the Royals? Yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah, there's a, um, an academy that's actually been running as a cricket academy for, for almost 15 years in, in the UK and Surrey. Um, 
which in the last two or three years has become a, a collaborative arrangement with the Royals. Um, and subsequent to that, um, we've, we've engaged, been engaged with the Royals now for almost a year, I guess, to help them develop, um, I guess, the academy structure, um, how they actually take the, the essence of what it is that they've been doing successfully for a long time now in India at the academy in Nagpur up there and actually um, enable people in other parts of the world not only to, to experience um, the Royals' way, but um, I guess develop cricket, um, enable people to to enjoy specifically 2020 cricket and obviously taste the IPL, but also give the, the Royals uh, an opportunity to be out in different parts of the world and, uh, and look, look for talent as well. Yeah, I was going to say, Will, what's the sort of end game for the, the Royals here? Is it is it a branding association or is it to actually have someone come through the academy that ends up playing for the Rajasthan Royals? Um, I mean, it's... it's, it's it's not a branding association in, in so much as the the commercial aspect of it is um, probably our lowest priority. I think <laughs> um, there's 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 two sides to the story. That I think the first is that the Royals have got um, a set of um, beliefs and a really strong philosophy about how you learn to play the game of cricket and how we develop the game, and in its own right, believe that as you know, as one of the world's most recognisable cricket brands they've got a responsibility in terms of helping to develop the game so that's that's a really important aspect of, of what the academies are there to do which is to take cricket into um, into places that it's either already established or perhaps in places where it isn't so well established and actually help to develop the game and nurture the game at a grassroots level and increase participation etc um, and of course there's also the opportunity you create by virtue of doing that but that's about inspiration and creating opportunities for people. Um, so we do have that opportunity and the methodologies that, that we believe are really important to how we develop the game are, are true through from grassroots level into our first team. So there's an aspect of it which is about uncovering talent um, because what we're doing here is exactly the same as what we're doing in Nagpur. It's exactly the same as what we're doing in London. It'll be the same as what we do in, in, in the other parts of the world that we um, that we set up academies. And therefore, it gives us the opportunity to give people in those those areas the opportunity to go all the way through our academy structure into India and eventually into the IPL. Yeah, it's important as well, to, Will, to point out that it isn't simply a branding sticker on this. There is genuine collaboration there as well. I, I think we've seen the picture. Shane Warren, who was here, and we, we caught up with him a few weeks back. He was up to your facility, located of course up at the Seven Stadium down in the Alain Road there is real synergy there and, and, and does that point to the future that there will be a real meeting of minds and a swapping of ideas and ideologies? Absolutely I mean from I guess from our perspective um, we've got a passion for, for the UA we've got a passion for the region a passion for, for developing cricket here um, and you know in, in, in the rules we have a long-standing relationship I've got a long-standing personal relationship with a lot of the guys on the cricket side of the business and the rules that stretches back for more than a decade now um, and in its own right you know our, our, our relationship is genuinely a partnership what we're what we're doing is not just setting up the academy here but helping them to develop their their academy protocols the curriculum the actual methodology that sits behind running you know cricket academies um, so it's yeah it's certainly not I guess a typical franchise arrangement we're not we're not simply buying a license off the rules we're embedded within their their, their business and um, working very closely with them to help extract and codify the sort of IPL DNA and turn that into something that works at grassroots level and then all the way through the pathway which is um, you know they're a fundamental part of what they're trying to do but you know a really exciting project for us to 
So, so Will, how do people or how will people kind of move through the academy? Who, where are you going to source the individuals who, who end up playing through the academy from and, and kind of age groups? And is it open to all? Is it targeted at just only the elites? How does the whole kind of picture look like? No, I mean, anybody can, anybody can come and join us. This isn't a, um, an exclusive academy by any rights. We hope that um, the opportunity for people to um, engage with a, a brand and, a, and an organisation like the Registrar Rules is, is inspirational in its own right. We've chosen what I think is a really inspiring and high-quality venue and a, and a fantastic um, group of people up at the Sevens to, to collaborate with in terms of how we actually run the academy and where we run the academy. So all of our programmes are based up at the Sevens Stadium. Um, we're very grateful for um, their support and Tom's support in particular, the GM at that. Um, but no, the programmes are open from six years old all the way through to adults. Um, and within that, we'll have structures that enable people with high potential to be able to, um, I guess, have accelerated programmes and they'll be rooted into, into stuff that we're doing in India. But um, girls, boys, anybody can come and join us. We have group coaching programmes. We have one-to-one programmes. Um, we're going to be launching programmes during school holidays, which will um, enable people to actually do something different. Games are a really important part of what we're doing. And as I guess we've seen with, with Shane over the last couple of weeks and various of the people that will be will be visiting us. So there's going to be a very close relationship between us and the and the staff and players from the Royals. Uh, and obviously the biosecurity protocols, the IPL, having IPL here it was absolutely fantastic for us. Um, might have preferred a slightly different outcome <laughs> in, terms ta- in terms of the table. Um, but obviously the biosecurity did prevent us from having the players on the ground, but that's going to be a key part of what we're doing. And, and our coaches going into India, their coaches coming here, etc. So it's you know, hopefully a really exciting opportunity for anybody that wants to come and firstly learn how to play the Royals way, sample white ball cricket and, and have an opportunity to perhaps do something slightly different. And, and, and hopefully if they are really ambitious for themselves and progress all the way through into the yeah. area. Yeah, and one other thing to point out as well, Will, you have snared a former international as your director for the academy, uh, Graham Creamer, formerly of Zimbabwe. So you've got good stock at the top end of the coaching pyramid. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the two things that are really, really important to any sporting experience, I think that's the people that, um, you know, are there helping to create it. And then if you've got the opportunity, the, the facility that you're in, we've got fantastic facilities. And, and with someone of Graham's calibre, you know, recently retired international player, um, really talented cricketer, but just a passionate, very humble and, and hardworking bloke in his own right, who's you know, been coaching now for a little while, but very, very passionate about improving himself and has, you know, very, very ambitious for his own coaching. He's not desperate to work with, with elite players. He's desperate to give people the opportunity to play the crickets, uh, to play cricket. So, you know, young players here are not only getting the opportunity to go into a fantastic venue. They're working with somebody who's got unbelievable experience, but a real passion for just helping people to improve. And that's, you know, fundamental to the experience that we um, were creating for people. Anyone listening to this, Will, the Rajasthan Royals Academy, located at the Seven Stadium, what is the best port of call to get in touch with you guys? So our website is rajasthanroyalsacademyuae.com. Everything you need is on there, all the information about the programmes. We've got WhatsApp, all the social media handles, everything's on there. But website's the first port of call. They can book on the website if they want to, but they they can WhatsApp us, they can drop us emails if they want to know anything. Um, all of the information is on our website and we welcome people to come up and you know, take part in sessions before they sort of enrol 
Um, they're welcome to come up and visit and watch sessions. You know, we've got lots of opportunities to have conversations with the guys that are actually on the ground running the programme. So uh, register on rulesacademyuae.com. Top man. Place to go. Thank you so much, Will. Managing Director of Red Bear Sports, the man as well who's keeping his BDI on all things Rajasthan Royals Academy right here in Dubai. Bless you, Will. Thank you for your time this evening. No problem at all. Good night. Great stuff. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.